0: This episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Guys, we have breaking updates on the Ukraine conflict. It gets uglier and more perverse as Christmas season is their cover for what they are intending to do while you are not paying attention. Guys, Big RNC chair battle coming up. We're going to break that down. And Whoopi Goldberg in some controversy. Mayor Eric Adams, what happened to BLM? Guys, we have a huge show for you today. I am so honored that you are sticking with us. Do me a favor and rumble this video and help keep this show on the leaderboard. Help keep us surging in momentum. Great show by Jeremy, La Majority Anna coming up after this. we got a huge show for you. Frankie and I are ready. On this Thursday, I'm ready, you're ready, and let's go. And hello, everybody! Mike Crispy here coming to you live from New York on this Thursday, December. 29th. This is going to be our last day, guys, with the snow in the studio. And it's the last It's the last day we'll say Merry Christmas. Every day should be Christmas. It's the last day we'll, we'll say it. I'm Mike Crispy in studio with the one and only, the producer, Frankie. Frankie, how we doing, sir? Oh, you know, always good to be ah, here. Ah, Frankie's showing off the new camera angles. Guys, we are so grateful for your support here as we slice and dice what is going on. You know what? where I get the most flack on social media for? You know where I get the most flack? Whenever I come at the fraud that is this Ukraine war and the propaganda. And I got a little rule of thumb here. If you have more Twitter bots spouting off your talking points, chances are you're more dishonest than the other side. It's just a little rule of thumb. More angry Twitter bots equal less factual reality. And guys, this is becoming increasingly clear that the Ukraine conflict is not what we had thought. As a matter of fact, the angrier that they get, the more obvious that the truth is nothing that the reality actually is. So guys, Biden right now, this is incredible coming out. Biden's cyber agency Teamed up with Zelensky's intel officials to pressure Twitter to censor anti Ukraine posts. It's amazing, guys. They said, oh, we got to censor the COVID lockdown post for public health. Oh, we got to just deplatform the United States president because he was a threat to national security. Guys, where we're at right now, it has come out. And the the greatest thing about these Twitter files is Elon Musk really summed it up, guys. You see all these things with Twitter files. Um, You could sum it up all in one sentence by Elon Musk. Virtually all of the conspiracy theories that you heard about Twitter are actually true. It's the greatest thing ever. And Elon Musk has the opportunity to destroy legacy media once and for all. I hope he does it because the new media is shows like ours and platforms like Twitter. That is the future, guys. That's the future. The Biden team colluding with old Twitter to take down anti-Ukraine posts just goes to show you where the battle lines are drawn, okay? You would think if you're honest, you wouldn't have to push propaganda, just like COVID. If you were honest and it was scary and it was killing people, everyone would go in line. If COVID was real, I would go in line with it, too. But it's not. It's a fraud. And the harder they push to wedge one narrative in the mainstream and push every other narrative aside, shows you that they know they're covering up for dishonesty. That's what it is, guys. They're covering up for dishonesty. 100%. Because the military-industrial complex and the Uniparty wants this Ukrainian conflict to reach a fever pitch. And they're continuing to do it. And it's almost like the timing is incredible. You know, it's amazing. Remember uh, in the, we talked about it yesterday, but you know in the show, what was it, in House of Cards, Frankie, where didn't a war start right at the end of Frank Underwood's term when he was president? Yeah, right, I believe was, he started it because his uh, poll numbers because were his down. Because his poll numbers were down and he wanted to stay in office. And the amazing thing about House of Cards is, we talked about this a minute yesterday, guys, is that show is so based on reality. Okay, it's a Netflix show, but it's based on hillary and bill clinton and it's amazing because this is what politicians do they start conflict and this is even if you look back to the origins of pearl harbor they will start conflicts and do things to rally a certain type of sentiment in the public right so they could do something that they want politically it's it's just a little bit disingenuous i'm just wondering if i'm allowed to touch 9-11 you can touch it yes of course yeah Yeah, yeah we know we know george bush we know what you did uh, sorry I had Speaking of that a guy a guy who will always agree with George Bush and a guy who hates who hates anybody standing up to what is right with this Ukraine conflict it is amazing how you will get called a, a fascist and a communist if you say on Twitter or any social media I just want peace I want peace but guys people like John Bolton these little weak decrepit putrid people these people want war. Now, never They'll never go to the front lines and fight, but they want the conflict. And again, I don't know why Trump was having people like this as his administration. I don't know. Trump said I had him in so I could put him in front of somebody and say, we're going to go to war and have him talk tough. And then I pull him out of the room. It's kind of funny. I don't know why Trump had John Bolton on his team. I'll never under- fully understand why. He's a wacko. But this is the reality of Ukraine, NATO. Military industrial complex, if you want to look any further, you don't need to look any further. If you want to know what the military industrial complex is thinking, you just got to listen to John Bolton, who claims he might be a 2024 presidential candidate. Frank, heat roll the clip. Cared One thing about Ukraine, which was how does it affect his political future? And I can say that every other senior national security advisor, Mike Pompeo, <laughs> uh, Mark Esper at Defense, uh, all of us felt that uh, we needed to bolster Ukraine's security. Uh, and were appalled at what Trump was doing. Uh, and f- finally, it got resolved in, in, in the near term on the security assistance, but the significant negative consequences for Ukraine, I think, were real. One last question. In, in your memoir, you wrote that uh, the president, president Trump wanted to leave NATO in 2018. How close did that come to reality? And we have just a minute left. Yeah, I had my heart in my throat at that NATO meeting. I didn't know what the president would do. Uh, He called me up to his seat seconds before he gave his speech. And I said, look, go right up to the line, but don't go over it. I, I sat back down. I had no idea what he'd do. I, th- I thought he put his foot over it, but at least he didn't withdraw. Oh, you know? oh, my God. If he withdrew from NATO, what would have happened? Oh, we wouldn't have been sending all of our tax to get ripped off in some international funding scheme. What would have happened? Okay. John Bolton said his heart was in his throat that Trump might have withdrew from NATO. The gall of a leader, a duly elected president, to make a decision with his own autonomy that the people elected him to do. Isn't it amazing that John Bolton is surprised? It's almost like it's not a real thing that a president is making his own decisions. It's like, oh my goodness, I didn't know what he was going to do. I didn't know if he was going to actually pull out. Uh, uh, Maybe that's the way that it was intended to be. But under Biden, nobody, he's not making any independent decisions when he goes there. So when I hear stuff like that, it affirms that Trump was the right guy. Oh, in Ukraine, he only did things to benefit himself politically he just wanted to know what would benefit himself politically like the democrats don't do that oh no no the democrats do what benefits them politically and they also make billions of dollars through money laundering with ukrainian oil and gas companies in the process that's the difference okay and guys the biden regime is right now intentionally i think this, this is by uh, anthony Blinken, the secretary of state they on the heels of their disastrous withdrawal from afghanistan it's amazing how that got swept under the rug by everybody on the heels of that, listen to the way they talk about the Ukraine conflict and listen to how it might have an implication with Taiwan and China, a nation which I've always said really, at the end of the day, owns the Biden regime. Frank, you roll the clip. Russia's war against Ukraine, if we were still in Afghanistan, uh, it would have, I think, made much more complicated He's always the support about to that we've been able to give and that others have been able to give Ukraine to resist and push back against the Russian aggression. Interesting. So do so you hear what he said there? He said, if we were still in Afghanistan, it would have been hard for us to get involved in the Ukraine conflict. So what he's saying there is, is that if the United States of America is involved in a conflict, then it's really hard for them to get involved in another conflict simultaneously. So if I were China, okay, the nation that controls Biden, right? And I was sitting there and i said, say, well... You know, you know, we got Hunter Biden. He's still invested in our hedge fund, right? Just happens to still be invested. He never forgot to decouple that, right? We still have all of naked little little paperwork. Then we got all this blackmail. We got video footage of Joe Biden showering with his daughter, molesting, or whatever (laughs) was in that disgusting diary. We got all that, but. The United States is preoccupied in this money laundering scam with uh, with Ukraine. Maybe we should just go ahead and invade Taiwan now so the Biden regime could have an excuse that they talked about just there with Tony Blinken. Guys, there you go. It is so obvious the way that they do these things. And also, isn't it amazing that we had the disgraceful withdrawal from Afghanistan? Must we never forget That that happened under Biden's term. Somehow in the quote unquote poll numbers, he's beating Trump. That's what they say, which is unbelievable. First of all, if he actually is winning in the polls, then that goes to show you how lost the population is. But two, if they're fake polls, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who are you? How are you putting this out there? Joe Biden killed innocent service members. In a Afghanistan pullout that was a disastrous catastrophe, where the Afghans were all trying to jump on the uh, hanging off of helicopters, hanging on the helicopter. It's like what a disgrace from the strongest, most powerful, richest country in the world. That was our feat of strength. That was our display. Oh, but he's doing well in the polls. It's amazing how that got swept under by not just Democrat outlets, but like where's Fox News and these people don't talk about it much anymore. I think one of the biggest mistakes Republicans are making is they do not talk about that Afghanistan withdrawal. And maybe just maybe it was so sloppy. Maybe it was so sloppy because they said, you know what? Boom, mission accomplished. We have soaked this well dry of all the money and resources. It's time for us to move on to our next money launder, and that is the Ukraine conflict, and that is making a boogeyman out of the big Big bad Russian country that the Democrats have historically for 15 years has said was the greatest existential threat when they in no way, shape or form were the greatest existential threat. Again, I'm not saying they're good. Oh, my crispy's a Russian agent. No, no, no. I'm not saying they're good, but I'm just sizing up who is strong, who is a threat, who is not, who's worth the time, who's worth the money. And you better believe the Democrats know is who is worth the money if you catch my drift. They always know who's worth the money, and it's not Russia, and that is why they villainize Russia. You see what I'm saying, okay? They don't villainize China. They got a lot of money to make from China, but they villainize Russia because there's no money to be made from that country because they are inherently a poor nation. Do you understand how this works now? Do you understand how this works? Slicing and dicing here. Guys, speaking of money, Frankie, pop the sunscreen. Worst war ever. Worst war ever. I want to know if General Patton, Okay, and when we were in the Second World War, if Douglas MacArthur was negotiating with investment banks in the midst of being on the battlefield with... (laughs) With with giant mega banks to help fund the rebuilding of the country after the war would be over. See how ridiculous this is? Volodymyr Zelensky and BlackRock CEO Larry Fink agree to help rebuild Ukraine. It's amazing. They uh, agreed to work together on investments aimed at rebuilding the war-torn country after Russia's invasion. Ukrainian government said Wednesday, guys, worst war ever. It's like this. It's amazing. It's like Ukraine goes like this. Help me. Help me. I'm winning. I'm winning. How does that make any sense? Just one big money launch. Help I mean. me! I'm winning! Oh, hey, 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 BlackRock investor. You know, they said it, Zelensky, when he did the State of the Union, they were like, oh, he came off the battlefield. He had dust on his shoes. He had dust on his shoes. Oh, so he left the battlefield, came to the United States to give his speech in the hoodie, right? And then he made a little quick pit stop in what was built to be a little quick stop with the CEO of BlackRock to negotiate a financial package to where this BlackRock uh, organization is going to invest in U.S. Ukraine and rebuild it after the war is over. We don't know when the war is over. It's amazing how they're putting it ahead. It's like, it's so obviously rigged and staged and stupid. Uh, We're going to invest in the rebuilding of the country. What happens if Russia does what Ukraine says they're capable of and wipes Ukraine off the map completely? Wouldn't that maybe impact how much money BlackRock would have to invest? How can they forecast the investments when apparently this conflict has not even reached its like fever pitch? Like how stupid (laughs) sanity guys it's like just the thing with your eyes you read these headlines and it's just like come on it's just so stupid <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense we got the last thing here Frankie's we're wrapping up this segment and it really is amazing Ukraine's foreign minister Sergey Lavrov said that United States and NATO are using this conflict as a mechanism to destroy the country by war and I say this guys all the time I say it all the time What do all the global countries do in the EU, in NATO, in the World Economic Forum? They pay in, they pay in, they pay in to this giant global slush fund. Okay? Does Russia pay into the slush fund? No. Is Russia a good country? No! Stop calling me a Russian. I'm not a Russian. (laughs) But I'm just pointing out the realities It's like, yes, the United States of America has an interest in Russia being picked off because they want to make money and Russia doesn't play ball. They did that reset button. Sergey Lavrov and Hillary Clinton were together pressing that. And this guy is the worst person in the whole entire world. When Hillary Clinton was meeting with him. Why to do the Russian reset? Hillary Clinton probably said, hey, Sergei Putin, give us all this money or else. We're going to paint you as the world villain world thing. So it's like, guys, I always say this, anti-World War Three. Not pro-Putin, not pro-Russia, not pro-Ukraine. Ukraine's a piece of shit. Not pro-anything. I am anti-World War Three. pro-America first. Anybody with half a brain knows that as people can't even fly on airplanes this Christmas because the infrastructure, as we have people sleeping in tent cities in negative five degree weather... That you might not want to send over forty billion to Ukraine, you might want to keep it for its people. If you say that, you are deemed a Russian agent. And if you point out any of this hypocrisy that we're talking about in this block, they will paint you as a crazy person. When we are just spitting reality, guys. We're gonna take a quick break. We're just getting started on my Chris Benefrey. Do not go anywhere. Wow, Frankie, crazy that stuff. That was a great really, block. It really, it really, it really, really is, enjoyed that one. Yeah, well, I, uh, you know, I really. Uh, it's something that i love talking about. i love talking about the ukraine conflict guys uh and i love you guys i love you guys i love breaking it down i do it for you guys i do it for you so guys we're just getting started we're wrapping up the year i can't believe it's december 29th already it's gonna be the last day of the snow right frankie last day of the that snow. that is correct we're, we're, going. we're flying by and actually tomorrow i'm gonna record this show In the Loud Majority Studio, because our boy producer Frankie is going to be in Florida for a little bit, um, for you know, family for New Year's and all that. So I free state of so I'm going to be here, and I'm going to go to Loud Majority Studio, which is which is not far from here. And I'm going to do the show out of there without Frankie. It's going to be tough, Frankie. I'm, you know, it's the separation. I bike. will miss you, I but, uh, but I will. I, <laughs> I won't miss the cold. Frankie will be watching. Um, but guys, right. uh, really appreciate the support, guys. Thank you very much for supporting this show as always. Do me a favor right now. You, yes, you, rumble this video. Appreciate the views. We're going up right now. The views are popping off. Um, don't get into the live chat. We'll do the live chat. We'll do the live chat um, we'll do the live chats, uh, tomorrow. when yeah, I'm, I, I may um, have. I may yeah. have updated my computer. And it may yeah. have messed so, up my So, guys, chat. listen. But then Frankie's got all this stuff going on with the uh, with the cameras and the thing. Guys, it's the space shuttle here. I always say that it's the space shuttle. Look at that. <laughs> a- don't, don't tempt me with this angle. I know it's gonna I, come. Yeah. So, guys, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for the support. Help us. Keep popping off to new levels. We're on all the charts. We're on the Rumble charts. We're on the Apple podcast charts, okay? We're taking over. The legacy media survives with corporate BS sponsors. We survive with your support. So, guys, right now, go on social media. Follow Mike Crispy on all platforms, okay? get her, Mike Crispy. True Social, at Crispy. Twitter, my new favorite thing. I'm tweeting up a storm because I'm booming right now that Elon Musk lift the shadow ban. At Mike Crispy NJ. And on Instagram, where they're really shadow banning me, but I need your support. At my crispy NJ guys, share the stream on all the platforms. Help us reach the top. Help us stay at the top. And that is going to be the formula to success in 2023. Because Frankie and I have big things planned. Okay, next week we have Frankie and I are getting working on some projects where we are going to. It's all finally coming together, people. To the next level. we got big plans. We've talked about them. They are coming true because of you. So do not stop supporting us now. Help (laughs) us right now and we will continue to bring this content. And uh, Frankie, with that, let's roll into the next blog. You ready to go? I am always ready to go. And we are on in. Five, four, three, two. One. hey welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here, coming to you live from New York on this Thursday, December 29th. Guys, I appreciate the support you have shown this show in helping us reach new heights Every single week on Mike Crispy Unafraid, we are the hottest new base show on the internet, the entire internet, worldwide. Sometimes we have some global viewers, shout out to you guys, if you're watching from other countries and you understand America first and your country first, that's what we like to hear, right? We totally agree. If you live in Brazil, Brazil first. If you live in Canada, Canada first. America, America first. Everybody negotiates with their own country's best interests, no money laundering, no double deals. You do that, you have... A world the way it's intended to be. The only people who would disagree with that fundamental are the evil globalists who want to fold you down into a one slushy world government. And what did Zelensky do, Frankie? This, I, I was reading this. I was coming at the studio. Oh, he's joining the World Economic Forum. How oh my, unbelievable! I would have never expected Volodymyr Zelensky to do uh, address Congress in a hoodie and then a week later make a deal with BlackRock and join the World Economic Forum at the same it's time. Okay, yes, and He's triple boosted, right? These, of course, uh, such a such a joke, guys. Appreciate your support, just really quick before we roll in this segment, guys. Download our podcast right now, Mike Crispy Unafraid. Okay, we're rolling into it. We got a big segment here on the RNC chair battle. So goes the RNC, so goes the party. The RNC is putrid right now. We're never going to stop calling them out. We're never going to stop calling these things out. So, guys, right now, if you have an iPhone, go to Apple Podcasts right now. Pop in Mike Crispy Unafraid. Subscribe. If you got Spotify, pop in Mike Crispy Unafraid. Subscribe. Guys, if you do that, leave us a five-star review on either platform. It helps out big time. I'm talking to you. We got like 1,000 people always watching the show, thousands who watch it by the end of the day. If you all do your part, you can help keep the show reaching new heights. Believe me, we're just getting started. Speaking of just getting started, the RNC battle is almost over before it's even started. Uh, For those of you who do not know the way this works, it is a closed-door vote with the delegates from each state. They're called national delegates committee people. That's how it works, okay? Each state, I believe, as they have three, okay? You got the chair of each state, so that means like the, so in the state that I live, New Jersey, you would have the chairman of the Republican Party, and then you would have the National Committee man and the National Committee woman. Now, in the future, the Republicans, as we continue to become a watered-down party, they'll acquiesce and, and say the com, the National Committee non-binaries, right? Because with Ron and McDaniel at the helm, we're going to totally drop, that's going to be our next thing, right? Yeah, we're going to be inclusive. Give me a so, guys, Rhonda McDaniel Romney's running for a fourth term, a historic term, because it'll be one of the longest and one of the most failure, and she's related to possibly the worst senator of all time. Ron McDaniel going for it, and we're going to give you a breakdown here in the segment of what is going on. So we're going to start the latest, because, again, this is coming up in, like, three weeks. So consequential to the future. And over Christmas, you see some of these candidates coming out. They're saying things on TV. They're making their pitch. They're calling up the committee people. We talked about Lee Zeldin yesterday dropping out. This is Harmy Dillon, and the latest from her with her pitch, she's grown on me. I appreciate what she's doing and what she's saying. This was over Christmas. Harmeet on Fox News talking about her candidacy. Roll, it, Frankie. I'm tired of losing as a Republican, and I'm a grassroots volunteer in the party. And we have simply not, neither did we win the last six years, nor are we ready to win in the next two years. And so Rana has got some metrics about the number of miles she's flown and you know, number of Republicans who turned out in the last election, but they didn't vote for Republicans. So it's problematic that we don't have a strategy after the disastrous uh, election situation in 2020 where all the rules were changed, where states and judges and everybody changed these laws. Mark Elias filed lawsuits. Mm -hmm. We we might be able to have a pass for what happened in 2020, but we really didn't change our strategy at all in 2022. Bingo. First of all, that's an extremely important point. By an extremely important point. What did Ronnie McDaniel Romney do to change the process after the election got stolen? If they actually cared, they fundraised a lot off it, but what did they do to actually ensure election integrity? Two major parties in this country, one of them the Republican Party, didn't do anything to solve the problem that they fundraised off of was the reason that they lost in 2020. What did Ronnie McDaniel Romney do to prevent the next election and the next election from being stolen? The answer is Ronnie McDaniel Romney did absolutely nothing. And Harmony Dillon is 100% correct. They did absolutely nothing about it. They did absolutely nothing about it. And all they do is just lose. They lose and they fundraise. They lose and they fundraise. I was making the joke, at least George Santos beat the Democrats in their own game. Yeah, he lied about some things. But he, he, like, he beat the Democrats in their own game. You make up a story, you do this, I'm this person's brother, I'm related to this, I'm a native American. Whatever George Santos said, it wasn't anything that he couldn't have read up on from Elon Omar, Elizabeth Warren. And he won. He won by all means. Just win, baby, win, as they say. Ronnie McDaniel Romney is the opposite of that. It's just lose, baby, lose, get more Botox, baby, more Botox. That is... <laughs> it's actually insane. <laughs> Ronald McDaniel Romney! I mean, the now, before and afters are worse now, than Kardashian's. Yes, now we're going to shift gears... To a great friend of the show, the incredible Mike Lindell, who is running for RNC chair. And, I mean, we'll see, you know, how Mike Lindell makes out. He doesn't seem like a guy who's on the inside. He doesn't seem like one of the inside good old boy country club. He's more of a man of the people, a grassroots hero, which he totally is. And the thing I love about Mike Lindell is that he's not involved in a lot of these internal swampy things. Just not, right? Pillow guy, businessman. But what I think is amazing is everyone's like, oh, my God, Mike Lindell's just a total idiot. He has no – whatever. But it's amazing what Mike Lindell says. These things, it's like the guy did kind of make a multi-million dollar company and, like, he does make some really good points because of the simplicity and the streamlinedness of it. Um, So it's like, well, Ronald, like what – I mean, Mike Lindell's making pretty good grassroots base points. Here he is on uh, War Room talking about what he would do as RNC chair. Um, And Harmeet Dillon and Lindell, uh, from what I understand – met recently and they had a nice civil conversation and they're saying may the best person win so that's at least good that they're getting along frankie roll the clip very common theme rana has failed i asked a lot of myself why would she even run again if she loves our country and they the common theme was ego 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 and then money and uh, i want everybody to know i'm not going to take a salary i'm going to put it right back into the rnc because immediately we're going to change into this amazing, amazing organization where the donors are going to have trust again and pour money into it. And we're going to put the money in the right places. You have to spend money to get a return on your investment. And and uh, when they hold, say hold that. On, hold, that's a big, hold on, hold on. That's a big deal. You're saying that you will not take a, a penny. You will not take a salary from the RNC. Absolutely, and I will put it right back into the RNC. Uh, You know, and and Lindell also went on to say that he would outfundraise anybody else as the RNC chair by 10x. And you know what? I'm going to say something, Frankie. I believe him. I actually believe—could you imagine if Mike Lindell— Okay, guys, think about this. If Mike Lindell was the RNC chair, one thing I do believe that he would do better than anybody else— I actually—this is truly—I think— Come to think of it, he would fundraise better than anybody else. Because think about all the people out there that would give a couple hundred bucks because they would trust that Mike Lindell would be running the show. I think they would fundraise historic proportions. I think they would make up for the Ronnie McDaniel getting some money from a couple of rich people. I think Lindell would be able to fundraise the grassroots as the RNC chair like it's nobody's business. However, I believe, as Lee Zeldin said the other day, as we've heard from people, that right now – the game is very rigged because, guys, the people who Mike Lindell is pursuing and trying to get these votes from, they are the swampiest of the swamp monsters. They're the RNC committee people. These are people who have paid their dues in the party for years and years and years. They're part of the establishment machine. They get rewarded with this committee thing because they get to go to the RNC uh, you know, convention. They get to go to these things, and they get VIP treatment. It's never been like a contested chair vote. This is a very rare thing that these swampy people have all of this power really is, because this doesn't happen very often. It never happens with the Democrats. Who's the chair of the Democrat Party, Frankie? Do we even know? Like, we never know, because like these things are never even contested. It's, it's historical. The party really is in a historically terrible time, because we're having the first ever contested chairman battle since 19-freaking-23. Normal. Yeah, not historically ridiculous at all. Since 9- hundred years, okay? 100 years. And it's amazing. It was Republicans 100 years ago. So for the first time in 100 years, and for the first time ever... We're having a chairman battle that is contested like this, where we have three candidates running. We have somebody who lose, lose, lose. Okay, nobody's ever lost the presidency and remained the chair. Okay, no one's ever lost the presidency, did terrible in the midterms. Another time, Botox, relayed to Mitt Romney, and says, keep reelecting me. So you know what? Mike Lindell would be an infinitely better chair than Ronna McDaniel Romney. So everyone's laughing, I, I'd rather Mike Lindell than Ronna McDaniel Romney. What is Ronna McDaniel Romney doing? Except losing. At least with Mike Lindell, he would go crazy and burn all the machines down, right? He would bur- burn the voting. I can tell you that we would. He, he would if he had. If he would do one substance. Rana does zero substantive. Dominion things except would money. no longer yeah. exist. Rana, Rana does zero substantive things except raise money for herself and spend it on limos. At least if Mike Lindell was the chair, Mike Lindell was am spending every dollar, every fiber of my being into taking the machines and melting it down and making it steel beams for the next My Pillow factory. Great. Okay, I support it. I support it. Cuz guys, look how dumb Ronnie McDaniel. Look how stupid Ronnie McDaniel Romney is. How stupid. Ronnie McDaniel got into a tiff with Turning Point USA. It's Turning Point USA which has like thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who go to their events, right? I you know, I've been to some of them. I'm a member of Turning Point USA. Um, ambassador, and I go, I go to some of these events, and they got DeSantis there, and they got Trump there, and they got everybody, everybody from all wings of the party, except for like McCarthy and those losers, they all go to Turning Point. They all speak at it, okay? Charlie Kirk's got, you know, super mega popular podcasts. It's a massive platform. It's an undeniable piece of the Republican Party right now. And if you're running for RNC chair, and that group says, oh, I support. Our meat, right for change. What does Rodney McDaniel do? Just like Kevin McCarthy, and they are they are BFFs, right? They are BFFs. The two biggest losers going for continued leadership of the party, which makes no sense. Rodney McDaniel. <laughs> Instead of being like, you know what, maybe I should try to win over Turning Point or call them or meet with these people. They do have like a a lot of juice right now in the party, whether you like Turning Point or they have undeniable juice in the party right now. Instead of trying to reach out to them and kind of, you know, maybe she wants to speak at an event or do that. Carrie Lake speaks. I've seen Ron DeSantis speak. I see all these people speak at Turning Point. Ronnie McDaniel, first person I've ever seen in the mainstream, fight Turning Point and say, well, how many youth voters did they register? How many voters turned out in the youth it's like what a snarky I hate to say what a bitchy thing wow though those stupid kids. it's like what a, what a nice thing to do as a leader of the party as the Democrats bring in the youth people and lie to them about the uh, about the t- about the um was it the student loan forgiveness, which is a lie? The Democrats—they passed it just to get votes in the midterms, knowing it would get struck down after. They knew it. They manipulated the young people 100%. Instead of being like, "Wow, turning point's a, a pretty good vessel for like young people to get involved," maybe I should reach out to them. No, run and goes, ah, what did they ever do for the young vote? It's amazing. It's like screw those kids. We're just gonna have our 80-year-old delegates. Uh, who are the committee people, because they did 40 years of time. We're going to have them vote. You know, we just care about them. As Rana says, I care about the 168. It's all she cares about. Guys, that's it. And we're going to uh, shift gears here. Uh, now, people are wondering, what's President Trump saying about this? Is President Trump going to get involved in this race? I mean, he talks about his endorsements. Guys, I'm, not again, day one supporter of President Trump. I say it on every show, because I always get a couple trolls in the comments. Oh, Mike, you're anti-Trump. No, you, I want to say a bad word. I was day one, you were probably not day one. I was day one, he was gonna be the president. Extremely extremely, on point on that. Trump should be endorsing in this race. Okay, we got this clip here from Newsmax. Frankie, roll it. Very surprised and disappointed that Donald Trump punted and said, I like both of these women. I'm not gonna get involved in this. Mm-hmm. This is exactly the wrong decision to make, Donald Trump. We need leadership and leadership makes a choice. Leadership doesn't punt, and if you expect to win in 24, Donald Trump, you need a well-oiled machine in this Republican Party. He's absolutely right. Listen again. I want I want what's best for the party. I want America first. I want Trump back in the White House. I know they stole it from him. I yes, you don't have a, a stronger, more transparent ally than me. However, is he is that guy right? Absolutely right on Newsmax. What is Trump doing? Punting? I like both of them. How do you like Ronald McDaniel Romney? What does that say? It just is so, it blows my mind that Trump hasn't put his foot down and done something against McCarthy and done something against Ronnie McDaniel Romney. And you can't spin it in any other way. You know, just like with the DeSantis thing. You guys all got mad at me when I said that they weren't friends. It goes, Mike, no, they're friends. And uh, do they look like friends right now? They're not friends. Okay, what's Rodney McDaniels, Romney, Romney's angle in this? There is no angle. It's the advisors. It's the people around him. I continue to say it. It is the swamp monsters, the Brian Jacks, these RNC people have infiltrated Trump's operation, used to run a lean and mean operation in 2016. Now he's got these RNC losers and he needs to discard them and get his old crew back together because he should be coming out with a flamethrower against Ronnie McDaniel, Romney, especially when he has the tailwinds. From things like this, Florida GOP, this happened just over Christmas, Florida GOP announced that they are, sorry, Florida GOP says they have 30 signees to the chairman of the Florida GOP calling for a special meeting in order to vote whether Ronnie McDaniel should be terminated as chair. They want to do a no confidence vote. As Florida goes, so goes the nation. This meeting will be held two weeks before the RNC vote. And this is all being organized by a great friend of the show, Anthony Sabatini, who was just elected one of the uh, county party chairs in Florida. So he's doing good work there, taking over local in his local county. So he's organizing this to get a no confidence vote. What does that do? So the letter gets signed. Every single person agrees in Florida that has a say that you cannot vote for Ron McDaniel as the chair. Okay. so they say that and then what are they gonna do they're gonna turn around every single person signs the letter saying don't vote for rana in the grassroots and the committee man woman and and, uh state chair are gonna vote for rana it's not that's that's not how it's gonna work they're not gonna vote for rana and it's exactly what they did in texas they did the no confidence vote two weeks ago after disappointing midterms texas gop votes unanimously for a new national leader the letter it was a 62 to 0 vote in the texas gop meeting they're not gonna be voting for rana So Florida, I think Anthony Sabatini is going to be successful. So I think Trump, we need him to make an endorsement in it. You got Florida and Texas on your side, Trump. Make an endorsement. You got the endorsement juice. You still control the party. You're still leading in all the polls. Make the endorsement and put Ronna out to pasture. Influence the party and inflict your will and get somebody America first in there, whether it's Harmeet or Lindell. Just not Ronna McDaniel. Romney. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie. All right, <laughs> Frankie. The, the great, beautiful transition. It it is cable news great quality. at a producer, Frankie, with the like. It's like commercial cut zoom. All it right. really. <laughs> Our viewers expect nothing less. <laughs> they do. I and say. say no, because you know what the show is. I say it. It's the most high energy, high tech. Highly informative, based new show on the internet. You guys see cable, you want cable quality, but you want to be entertained, you want energy, you want substance, boom. You wrap it all up into one and well-dressed people. Frankie with the street fashion, me with the formal fashion. You want it all into one, boom. You got Mike Crispy on Afraid on LFA TV. Let's go, people. Let's go. Let's okay? go. Love that. And, uh, it's going to be our next promo. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the next promo um guys thank you so much for tuning in um we will have live chats back tomorrow I'm gonna do a lot of live chats tomorrow actually so if you're watching right now and you want to make a live chat make a comment below leave a comment below and if you ask me a question okay if you're watching this right now and if you ask me a question and drop it below tomorrow I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the la majority studio just doing the show freewheeling I will not have uh my amazing a partner of the show, Frankie, here. He'll be in Florida getting a little tan. So I'm going to be on my own. So I'm going to be doing a lot of things. It's going to be me freewheeling. So I'm going to do a lot of audience questions. So if you got a question right now for me, drop it below in the comments below. I will read them on the air tomorrow, okay? That's pretty cool. We've never done that before. Now's your opportunity. Ask me a question below. And we'll do a lot of live chats on Friday as well, guys. We'll do a lot of live chats on Friday as well. Um, In the meantime, I want to give you guys a message from our sponsor who makes this show possible. Guys, the sponsor of today's show is the one and only, the infamous CB Distillery. Guys, these are crazy stressful times. So what is your solution to relax? Well, if you haven't tried CBD, well, then you haven't experienced complete relaxation. CBDdistillery.com has the best CBD products, including their top-rated Synergy Plus collection. No prescriptions needed, and it's delivered right to your door. This delivers a sense of calmness and well-being that'll make you wonder how you manage life without it. What could possibly be this effective at taking the edge off of life and delivering a level of chill you never experienced? Well, guys, it's called Unwind Synergy plus THC and CBD, and it's only available from CBDistillery.com. You must be 21 years or older to order. Unwind Synergy is remarkably formulated with full spectrum CBD plus hemp derived Delta 9 THC. Bottom line, if you could use a little peace and calm in your life, especially after the holidays, right? Maybe you got to return some gifts. Crazy. Big lines in the return aisle at Target. But Target's woke, so we don't like Target. They sell Michelle Obama's book. I saw it. I was in Target the other day. It's ridiculous. It sold no copies. It was there after Christmas. Big stack. Who would want that man's book? CVDistillery.com is a source you could trust. Visit cbdistillery.com and click on Synergy Plus. And at checkout, enter code LFA for 15% off your order. Again, code LFA for 15% off your order at cbdistillery.com. That's cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Wonderful. Frankie, how are we doing? We're doing great. Red or rock? Was that picture of Whoopi Goldberg behind you, Frankie? Oh, a uh, little, little preview. <laughs> That's great. Um, guys, appreciate you tuning in. Thank you very much. Appreciate your support. Rumble this video one more time. Rumble, rumble, rumble. That is the plus sign on the browser. That is the thumbs up on the mobile app. Right now, take this opportunity. Take this stream. Take this link. Share it in your social media profiles. Doing that helps this Show tremendously. It really, really does. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. All right, Frankie, let's get back into it. Let's get back into it. We are on in oh. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live from New York on this Thursday, December 29th, Guys, I appreciate the support you have shown this show. Continue to support Mike Crispy and Afraid by going to MikeCrispy.com right now, where you can get everything that is this show. Okay, social media links. You can go subscribe to the podcast, right? Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're taking over the Apple Podcast charts, okay? Not just the Rumble charts now, the Apple Podcast charts. Soon we'll be taking over every single other chart. But it's all thanks to you. We don't like Frankie and I are you know, we're, we're good. We work hard. We're slick. Good. But, guys, it's all thanks to you. Without you, we have nothing. And by the way, that fan the other day, Frankie, that uh, the uh, Hannah and her brother that made that T-shirt, I still think that's the most incredible thing ever. Uh, really appreciate you guys. I think about that when I put these shows together. I said, got to make a good show for people like that. I love them. All right. Speaking of people I don't love, so I love you guys, my fans. I hate. Hates a strong word, but these are very anti-American pieces of garbage. People like Whoopi Goldberg, who has made a career out of calling Donald Trump a racist. You might remember in 2016, Ben Carson was there sitting there and she said, Oh, Ben Carson, Donald Trump is a racist. He's a bigot. He's a homophobe. He hates women. He hates black people. Blah, 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 blah. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg is the dumbest person. I think ever to be placed on national television. Imagine being a person and you go sit down and you watch the view as your source of news and you're listening to Whoopi Goldberg. Guys, there are people out there who do it. Just thank God when you say your prayers every day that you were not born to think that Whoopi Goldberg is a credible source of information. Thank you. You're welcome. Glad to provide you that inspiration today. But guys, the latest on Whoopi Goldberg is is Whoopi Goldberg doubles down. on her claim that the Holocaust wasn't racial. She called it white on white violence. Now, anybody who talks about Jewish people or anybody who talks about, you know, black people, be a anything remotely racially or religiously insensitive. We have seen in the last number of weeks to months to years that those people typically do not last long. You just can't do it. Right. Got one standard. You can't do it. You're kicked off the air. That is what big media will do. Okay. And then you have groups like the ADL that contort and twist narratives and they go after people. And you heard the head of the ADL who does not care about Jewish people. He only cares about getting ransom money out of companies because they suck it in. Then they launder it back through the Democrat Party. They hire people to go work with the big tech platforms. It's one big circular, disgusting system for the DNC, an extension of the DNC. Maybe Ron or Romney can learn a thing or two about how power is acquired and how to do it in satellite businesses and all that. But guys, Whoopi Goldberg is able to say these things with impunity and she is not taken off the air. As a matter of fact, Whoopi Goldberg says all these objectionable things about Jewish people and the Holocaust and the likes. And the head of the ADL, Greenblatt, Democrat actor, gets on television and has a tune that is unlike anything. And I've been following him for a little while. He loves to extort, loves to get money. Here's what he says now. Roll a Frankie. But it is indeed about race because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. The View had the Anti-Defamation League on the show to explain the history of persecution the Jewish people have faced. But the Anti-Defamation League did not call for Goldberg to be canceled. I don't believe in cancel culture. I like the phrase that, that my friend Nick Cannon uses. We need council culture. You know, in the Jewish faith, Don, we have a concept called Shuvah. And chuvah means redemption. It means all of us have the power to admit when we do wrong and to commit to doing better. But ABC... Oh, ah, my goodness. Amazing. And ABC, I guess they suspended Whoopi. But she'll be back on the air spouting her absurd lies. And Greenblatt says, oh, no, I believe in council culture. The read between the lines. Council culture is we want you to bend the knee and do what we say. It has nothing to do with advancing Jewish rights or Jewish people or anything like that. no, 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 no. We could care less. If it fits our narrative, you could pay us restitution, right? It's like the mafia, it's like organized crime. And then you could fall in line and do what we say and be in our orbit even further. It's like a big web. It's like uh, it's like multi-level marketing. If you say something we don't like, we'll come after you. We'll leech on. We'll take the money. And now you're an extension of us. Council culture, it's called, it's called council culture. So let's not cancel Whoopi Goldberg because she's part of the extension. Let's cancel any Republican who says anything ever. But people like Whoopi Goldberg can go and say, well, the Holocaust was just white-on-white violence. Like, what? Like, that's so terrible. Why well, don't want violence and nothing will happen about it? Guys, speaking of racism, Whoopi Goldberg is somebody who loves to sp- stoke the race war on The View, okay? I, I, no, I don't watch The View. Although I do you guys the favor of watching a lot of these liberal stuff so you don't have to, right? Sometimes Frankie's like, you, you saw that on CNN? And I'm like, yeah, I do it so you guys don't have to. I watch the painstakingness. I should be getting hazard pay for doing this job. But... I watch The View, and all Whoopi Goldberg and The View co-hosts like to do is demonize Republicans for being racist about what's going on at the southern border. But I don't think that stuff like this is very racist. I think stuff like this is intentionally. And we saw what happened with the um, with the with uh, the on-the-bus money being allocated so Border Patrol can take the money not to secure the border, but to provide better, nicer, more modern, high-tech facilities for the immigrants. More food, flat screen TVs, right? Better air condition, more channels on TV. That's that's, that's true. That's the Border Patrol people are telling me is actually going on. This is the latest. Expensive hotel rooms in New York City, five-star accommodations. You better believe the illegal immigrants are getting it in New York world, Frankie. Behind me is the Rowe Hotel. 3,600 migrants, uh, families with children live in this hotel, which, by the way, was going for about $200 a night for travelers before it was turned into the largest of four humanitarian relief centers set up by the city at hotels in the heart of Manhattan. Prime real estate just steps away from popular Times Square and the Rockefeller Christmas Tree. Migrants get private rooms, three culturally appropriate warm meals a day, snacks, and baby formula available. On every floor, free legal services, clothing vouchers, free health care, including mental health and vaccinations, and enrollment into city schools. But all of this is expensive. It's costing the city $93,000 a year to provide these services for every migrant family. And you, Democrat voters in these cities, for one minute, don't think. For one minute. For one minute. Wow, the city could pay ninety-three thousand for illegal immigrants. It sounds like they're making it pretty comfortable for them. Three culturally, not even just meals. Okay, prisoners in jail don't get culturally pro- culturally appropriate meals, and accommodations, in their own rooms, and enrollment in the schools, and free legal services. In America, in, if you're an American citizen, do they enroll your children in school for you? No, you got to do that yourself. Do they cook your meals for you? No, you got to do that yourself. Do so they give you legal advice and legal law- free lawyers if you have problems. No, you got to go hire those people and find them yourself. But if you're an illegal immigrant, why would you leave? And boom, you get got a beautiful view of Times Square. Rockefeller Center with the Christmas tree this time of year. Families and people are, are tourists. They always come in to see the big Rockefeller Christmas tree, right? Frankie, you know the Rockefeller tree, the ice rink and all that? I guess the illegal immigrants, they're having a good time. They're looking at the tree. They're going ice skating on your tax dime. That's what they're doing. So they're bringing them in. They're resettling them in New York. They are making them very comfortable. They're trying to get them voting rights. We talked about that. I went city elections, illegal immigrants in New York getting voting rights. They voted on that. They want to make that a big thing. Republicans are pushing the amnesty, okay? Even Steve Scalise, who might be Speaker's big amnesty guy. These are the people, the Ronnie McDaniel Romneys of the world, Kevin McCarthy. These are all amnesty people. And what's going on in New York? Well, in the midst of all this... Eric Adams wants you to know that even though he signed up for this job and ran for the hardest job, right, being a public servant, city like New York, he wants you to know that you need to back off because he deserves, in the midst of this chaos, to have a work-life balance just like you. Roll, Frankie. All right, second Christmas without my mother. And last year, I was really the state of depression and what I put my staff through, and I said I can't do that again. So after 365 oh, so days of commitment to, staff, to the city, because you were sad, Great. I decided to take two days to reflect on mommy, and to watch how you responded to my two days out of this city was really alarming. I deserve good work-life balance like you do. I bet you, you went on a vacation. What, hey, first of all, disgraceful to use his dead mother as a political prop, okay? Because anybody with a sense of pride wouldn't bring something like that up. You you have to have, as Tulsi Gabbard would say, you have to have no shame to say things like that, to use your dead mother as a political prop, which I think, listen, rest in peace to Eric Adams' mother, I'm not discrediting that, it said right? But clearly he's using his mother as a political prop here because he took days off and left the city. it well, he's the one who's authorizing these illegal immigrants to have these living conditions and this money. He's the one who's throwing ninety-three thousand per family at the illegal immigrants and letting people starve and die on the streets. Who at some point have paid taxes, and then you, as a commuter in New York, have to step over those limb lifeless bodies. That's all, Eric Adams. But Eric Adams deserved to have a, deserves to have a work-life balance in the midst of this crisis. No, Eric Adams, you ran to be the mayor of New York City. If you wanted an easy job, you could have taken a whole host of other jobs, Eric. You could have been on Hot 97, okay? Because you got a great. You could be in the morning. Anchor on Hot 97 show, okay? Could have been doing that. If you take the job of New York City Mayor, prepare to work every single day because you wanted the job. Nobody told you you wanted the job. You ran for it. You do the job every day. Right now, what you're doing is a disgrace. So the media should be holding you accountable. No days off. You know what I say? TNDO, take no days off. Eric Adams, fix the problem. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back up to wrap up the show. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie. All right, guys. Listen, I am so grateful for the support you are showing this show. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning into Mike Crispy Unafraid. Thank you very much, everybody, for making this the hottest new based show on the internet. This has been a tuned up edition here, Frankie. Yeah, it has Frankie's last episode before he goes down to Florida, guys. I'm sorry, and he, and he leaves me on my own. I'll still be there. I'll be running those chats. don't you worry. <laughs> those those live chat. streams, but but Frankie is assured when he comes back. Um, uh, after New Year's that he will never leave again. That is what he is assured. Maybe, you know, maybe on like Christmas or something like yeah, that. You know, but uh, but guys, we appreciate you so much. Thank you very much. Do me a favor right now and help keep this show popping off. Hit the rumble button right now if you haven't done it already. Please and thank you. It's easy. It's quick. It's free. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. Hit the rumble button. It is the plus sign on the browser. Okay, right under the stream. It is the thumbs up on your mobile app. If you do that, if you click that, it helps us reach new levels, helps us hit the top of the charts, helps gain awareness of the show, more awareness, more viewers, more power, more resources for Frankie and I to put this on the air for you day in and day out and give you this incredible product, okay? Because doing a cable news quality show like this, uh, when we're you know doing this without the big sponsors, without the corporate red tape, it's really hard to do. We we really are. This network, we're the first of our kind to do something this high tech, okay, and this really for this much of a budget, right? And the Frankie, no question. Tech. So guys, keep us growing. We're powered by you. Rumble this video. Go in social media and share this stream right now. And follow me on all platforms. You just pop in my name. I appreciate it. I am so very grateful for it. And do me a favor right now. Also, in anticipation for tomorrow's show, go right now onto. Um, the comment section below. So you got the video stream, then you got the comments, and then you have a comment section below at the bottom, right? Drop a question for me and I will read that question tomorrow on air. I'm going to be doing it from Loud Majority Studio um to be a little bit of a different format just me just me plowing right through the news because um, I'm not with you know the the tag team with Frankie so it's going to be a little bit of a different format I'm looking forward it's going to be a lot of fun drop me some questions I want to make it a very interactive show So, guys I appreciate that and appreciate your support and in the meantime guys if you want to if you're still doing any holiday shopping right we're talking about the great Mike lindell on this show how could I not Say we need to support the great Mike Lindell, and it helps this show as well, guys. MyPillow.com. If you haven't shopped, you get any last-minute holiday shopping, you made some returns, you got some extra cash, let's say you got some envelopes with some cash from some not-so-thoughtful relatives. Just kidding. Um, Guys, go to MyPillow.com right now. Use promo code CRISPY when you shop, and you can get amazing products, not just pillow, made in the USA by great Americans Led by Mike Lindell, Great American Pillows, Giza Dream Sheets, Dog Pets, Slippers, you name it. My Pillow, baby. My Pillow, promo code CRISPY, and mystore.com, okay? And you can use promo code CRISPY, and they got great made in the USA products by great entrepreneurs that are right here in America. Anything for your household. Mystore.com, mypillow.com. Shop today with promo code CRISPY. All right. Boom. All right. I love it. All right. We are on in five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here, coming to you live from New York on this Thursday, December 29th. Guys, so grateful for the support you have shown the show. If you have not done it yet, go download and subscribe to our podcast, Mike Crispy Unafraid, on Apple, Spotify. Pop it in, hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review. It goes a very long way. If you got a minute, if you got a minute, if you like watching the show and you like me and Frankie... Go help us out. It means a lot. We appreciate you very much. He's, guys, somebody's got to fill in the void and fight for real news and real journalism. It doesn't exist anymore. Because I saw a story that came out yesterday. Yes, just yesterday in Time Magazine. Okay? On the heels of Christmas being over, and a lot of people, you know, your you're Christmas time, Frankie, you know, me and you, were ten, you eat a lot of food, a lot of carbs, you say, I need to go on a diet, I might need to lose some weight, right? You're probably wondering why I have Richard Simmons on the screen, right? You guys, they want you to say, again, it's always a New Year's resolution, i got to start my diet, diet starts yesterday, diet starts New Year, New Year, New Me, absolutely not. Guys, the white supremacist origins of exercise and six other surprising facts about the history of U.S. physical fitness. Yes, if you did not know, Richard Simmons and the exercise movement is a racist, fundamental, Christian nationalist practice that was never popular until the 1980s. All of a sudden, in a coordinated attack by white supremacy, it started where they started pushing physical Fitness onto American people, guys. Did you know that in the 1920s or so? This is what, what they say in all those times before this, right? I guess when segregation was a thing, but apparently it was less racist. That people liked fat people, they liked them, they wanted to marry them, they liked fat women. Guys, it's so ridiculous, it's so absurd. But this is what they're pushing. People will read this in Time Magazine, and they'll be on the verge of going to the gym. They'll be on the verge of going to the gym. and They'll say, "Well, Time Magazine said it's not so, not such a big deal if I if I uh, lose a, if I gain a couple pounds." Amazing, guys. That's the garbage of today's media. I love to point it out. The garbage. You want to talk about garbage, guys? Nina Turner, who used to be the most one of the most popular Twitter accounts, where Elon Musk cut her down to size. If you say. If you say out there that the LGBT mafia, double vax, double boosted, standing with Ukraine mafia, if you think that those people are brainwashed, well, then you're anti-LGBT, you're anti-black, you're anti-Muslim, you're anti-vax, you're anti-Joyce, just to name a few. Elon Musk is all of the above. And people like Nina Turner, these black supremacists will go and talk about it on Twitter and make you feel like Because again, the goal of that is now if people like you and me, it's the people in the middle to go, well, maybe I shouldn't criticize the masks and the vaxed. Oh, just let the people with the masks do their thing. And, you know, it's no big deal. No, they look pathetic. When I was traveling over this Christmas, I always noticed this phenomenon in the airport. OK, I was in the airport in Florida. It's always the fattest and ugliest people who are still wearing the mask. It's like scientifically uh, in line. Fattest and most ugliest. The people you think would be wearing the masks are the one wearing the masks. Men who could clearly have a testosterone deficiency, right? Super pale, weird squirrely hair, really afraid eyes, right? I like to look at the mask people in the eye. I want to see if they'll make eye contact with me. So, Frank, I always, like, whenever I see someone with the mask on, I'm walking, I just go, you're just afraid of the air. So I just do a little experiment. I just stare at them, right? I don't really, I'm not going to really, but I just, like, stare at them in the eye, and I'm just, like, seeing if they'll make eye contact. To like, see, what kind of person, I want to look in the soul of the people who still believe that the air is deadly, even though Fauci's emails have been gone out and all this stuff and the Twitter files show that it's all a lie and a joke, right? But they still do it. I want to look in the eyes and look in the soul of the people and say, what is your deal? And you know what I see? What do I see, Frankie? I see nothing because without fail, the 100 people in which I try to make eye contact with them who are still wearing the mask, they all go like this and they look away. With any, without fail, it's Look, look away. Look, look. They never Beta. Will look the eye. It's like, This is very original here. In the second. It's like they'll never, this is unplanned into the show. They'll never look you in the eye. They're afraid of the air. So true. The Fauci emails are out there. Everything is there. Everyone knows it's a lie. But they continue to do it. Why do they do it? Why are they the people you think would do it? You don't see a Mike Crispy or a Producer Frankie wearing a mask. You don't see that. You don't see a Jeremy Harrell wearing a mask. Anybody who looks like halfway a normal male, you would not see doing it. It's the weak people. It's the fat people. It's the ugly people. It's the people who would look like Democrat voters' textbook. And there you have it, people. (laughs) That is what we are up against, and that is why the Time Magazine article and what they're doing to journalism... It affects people. It really does. Because if it didn't, then you wouldn't see that in the airports when you're traveling around for Christmas. Alright, rant over on that. <laughs> guys, I am so grateful for everybody who tuned into this Tuned Up Thursday edition of the show. I appreciate you guys for sticking with us all year long. We started this journey in September and what do I say? We're just getting started on Mike Crispy Unafraid as we wrap up the year. Guys, we do it America first. We do it bold. We always do it unafraid. We appreciate you guys tuning in to into today's show, and we will see you back live tomorrow.